Okay, so here's what we're going to do to loosen Robin up a little bit. This is an exercise that I used to do with my sales teams back in the automotive industry. And uh, Flo and Ian, you're a part of this. So we're going to stand up. And this is what I call the belly chuckle. I'm going to trademark it. Belly chuckle. So we're going to put our hands on our tummies. And I'm going to count one, two, three. And on three, we're going to force ourselves to laugh. One, two, three. <laughs> Good. All right, let's go. All right. Hello. Welcome to episode 191 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Today, Robin De Silva and I talk about what women want and trends in 2022 and going into 2023. We hope you enjoy. Enjoy. All right. So we've got Robin here today. Hello. Welcome. It's your first time on first the podcast. Time. This is exciting. I'm very excited to chat with you. And we got an interesting topic that I think you're going to be perfectly suited for. I hope so. Before we get into that, because it's your first time on the podcast, I want to give everybody a little bit of a background on you. So Robin De Silva is a realtor with our team. And, well, here, why don't you give everybody what we call your origin story? The backstory. How far back? <laughs> uh, as far back as you want to go. Um, okay, so I'm a mom of two. At the beginning of COVID, everything shut down. The company I worked for shut down. My kids were home from school. And I was thinking to myself, what am I going to do? I don't want to go back to my 9 to 5 that I was doing before. So I decided to go back to school. And do something I always wanted to do, which was real estate. So I signed up for my courses. I was doing homeschooling with my kids and myself. So I was on the computer 24-7. Took me almost a year to finish the courses. And in that time, I had reached out to you and Adrian because I'd like one of your podcast videos, I believe it was. And uh, you said, well, why don't we have a Zoom chat? So we I remember chatted. it well. Yeah chatted for a little bit and I think it was the next day you sent me a message so you want to join the team of course and uh that's how that started and I got licensed and here we are seven eight months later yep and uh things are going good so what did you do before so originally before having kids I was in collections so calling you down looking for money from insurance bills mm -hmm. and then just before COVID hit, I was working for a cleaning company doing their admin. So the whole back-end paperwork thing is pretty common for yeah, you and, yeah. and second nature. So what about, like you said, okay, I wanted to get into real estate, something I always wanted to do. What about it appealed to you to get into the business? Because a lot of people, a lot of people have the desire or passion mm -hmm. to say, oh, I might try real estate, mm -hmm. right? So what was what was your aha moment? Okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to take my course. I'm going to get licensed. I think when I really knew I wanted to 
um, be a realtor. I always did when I was a kid watching those shows and whatever. But my aha moment, I think, is when we bought our first home. <clears throat> Sorry, sold our first home because we bought a brand new home. But when we sold it, the realtor that we used became like a family member to us. And mm-hmm. she popped by all the time, holidays, birthdays. And we really got a good relationship with her. And I still follow her and talk to her. Um, and I liked that idea of helping someone, but also doing something that I love too. So, yeah. So how does being a mom of two kids, because you were technically stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. how how does that transition look like? Because there's a lot of females that are in your in your shoes, right? Mm-hmm. They have kids at home, would love to get into real estate. They know real estate has some more flexibility, although that... It does and it doesn't. It does and it doesn't. Yeah. Maybe you can talk about a bit about that, but um, what does that look like? So stay-at-home mom now is full-time realtor, still got the kids, didn't sell them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's not easy. Now they're in school, but a few days from now, they're going to be on summer break. So you definitely need to have that support system, uh, someone you can rely on when you have to run out of the house to do a showing last minute. Um, so I've definitely set in place a few um, different options for babysitting. You can't always rely on one person. Yeah. Um, and I try to schedule my work when I'm not with the kids, when they're at school or activities or when I know someone's going to be available to be with them. Go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> or when in case of their soccer games, I bring my laptop. I work while he's playing, my son. Mom, did you see that goal? Yeah, yes, yeah. dear. It was great. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's not easy, but it's definitely doable. And like you said, there is a little bit of flexibility there. So uh, last Monday, my daughter had a recital. So I got to volunteer and help them backstage. And then I made up for it the next day by working a little bit later. So it evens itself out. You just got to have the support. Like I said, early mornings, late nights, weekends, squeeze it in. Yeah. Yeah, do what you got to do, right? Yep. So today, episode 191 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're listening and you want to watch, you can go to ktconfidential.ca. It'll take you right to the playlist. You can watch all of the previous episodes. Today, we're talking about trends in real estate, more more evolved around decor, upgrades, designer finishes, inside and out, um, slash, I'm going to put the slash in there, what women want. Because normally, normally my partner, Adrian, is sitting sitting across from me here and, and neither of us are women. So we don't always have the same views. Yeah. Um, you know, men often... Uh, have very different style and taste. Um, and I know you've got great taste, great design um, kind of influence in your in your home. Your home is really pretty. Um, in fact, you were, was it yeah, it was you that was telling me uh, a week or two ago that people were, asking you to share more pictures yeah. of your kitchen on social yeah that's kind of cool how did that happen um i think i had posted a few well i had the the other blog that i did when i cooked in my home and i guess people noticed 
and I posted some pictures here and there, but yeah, I've had a few people reach out and say, let's, let's see more of your house. I love it. So, um, so let's get into it. Let's talk about it. So if you, well, I know I'm going to throw out your personal life here a little bit. No problem. <laughs> I know that you and your husband, Chris have ambitions to move. Yes. Eventually. Bigger home. Bigger, yeah. Bigger lot. Mm -hmm. That's his dream. Well, I I'm gotta, more about I got to tell you, he maintains <laughs> the outside of your home, like the gardening aspect and the green thumb aspect. Well, I do the garden. He does the grass. Oh, okay. Well, they both look really good, <laughs> but you've got some of the best grass probably in town. Mm -hmm. So um, I would definitely welcome seeing what he can do with a larger lot. Yeah. But your kids are getting older. How old are your kids now? Um, 10 and 7. 10 and 7. So closing in on those teenage years. I want more space. Need more yeah, space. Need. <laughs> yeah. Not only for storage on the inside of the home, you know, you've got all of the activities that they're doing, sports, um, you get the bikes, friends. you get the, yeah. And then you start bringing more friends in. The friends are now bigger. Mm -hmm. um, so you need more space. So I get it. Um, a lot of people in your shoes. I actually think you are, you're much like our target demographic and our average client. You're yeah. in your 30s, you have young kids um you know would like to upgrade in the future so let's let's just talk about if you were to either buy your ideal home or even better if you were going to renovate or build from scratch whatever mm -hmm. if you had a clean slate going into you know we're in Halfway through, more than halfway through of 2022, 2023, right around the corner. So what would Robin want as must-haves when it comes to style, decor? Um, what would you want? Definitely neutral colors, a nice, lighter, neutral floor. We have a dark floor now, and you see everything, all the scratches, all yeah. the dust, everything. Drives me nuts. Me too. Um it's funny how that changes though, right? Yeah. Like if you look over the course of, I don't know, we'll go back maybe even 30 years. You look at some homes that are 30 years old, they had parquet floors mm -hmm. when parquet floors were <laughs> the must have, or, you know, you still see some listings that they say broad loom, you know, carpet, mm -hmm. the bigger, the fatter, the juicier under pad that you had that was very in in on trend yeah. and now if you walk into a home with carpet it's like oh has it has carpet uh and then as hardwood floors started getting popular and more affordable and more common everybody wanted the dark floors and then they made the planks a bit wider. Then they started doing the hand, hand scraping and, and wire scraping. And that was seriously a trend for quite a while. Mm -hmm. But now if you have the dark floors, like me, that are hand scraped, um, 
people still like it. Yeah, it's not bad. But it's not on trend. That's not yeah. what you would install now. If I had the, the choice, yeah. If, if you were designing from scratch, right? So I find that really interesting as, you know, these trends change. something more durable as well. Like now that we're looking into like the vinyl. Yeah. Like, instead of the hardwood, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely more durable. You can put it in the kitchen. Mind you, you can. I have hardwood in the kitchen now. But How do you kind find of that? No, no. I clean up messes quickly. But if it were to sit there for any amount of time, you're going to get bubbling and it's not good. Yeah. Our floor is, well, our floor is engineered. An engineered floor, you have different layers of materials that comprise of, you know, the floor. Mm -hmm. um, and then it has a finish on top. And the finish on ours is just peeling. So you have actual exposed wood. Mm -hmm. um, and it looks like crap. It looks brutal. But we have it through through the kitchen. And my kids are young. So, yeah. you know, the past few years after after they were born and started learning how to take, you know, we've got the water dispenser in the fridge. <laughs> They start taking yeah. the water out of the fridge with their cups, their yeah, sippy cups. Ends up all over the floor. And yeah, and nobody notices. And then it's like, oh, well, those floors are ruined. <laughs> um, yeah, you were asking me about the uh, the vinyl floors that we installed at uh, Brassard Circle there, Torley's. I'm a big fan of the Torley's vinyl. And <laughs> this is what happens when you record live, right? Um, so Torley's vinyl floors are definitely on trend mm -hmm. because of what you said. Durability. Durability. And they have nice colors, finishes, yeah. Yeah. wide plank. You know, vinyl floors, if you thought maybe 10, 15 years ago, if you had vinyl floors, that was negatively affecting your yeah. value. But the way, like I would prefer a vinyl floor now over laminate mm -hmm. um that's for sure i'm a little bit biased i still like like you mentioned the lighter colors of hardwood mm -hmm. i'm a big fan of like the hemlock like just traditional bare wood kind of wide plank mm -hmm. it looks like it you know was just sanded and it's oh, you can more rustic but in lighter tones mm -hmm. i'm a big fan of that but that's super hard to maintain because yeah. you've got in our climate with hardwood you've got humidity humidity issues change of climate mm -hmm. often um and then a lot of homes have an imbalance of proper ventilation and humidity so mm -hmm. that plays a factor so did you find any any floors that you like so far? I like the floors that are the expensive. Well, of course. Right? You so, have good taste. And we're not planning on staying where we are forever. So that's something we have to consider as well. But yeah, I like the Torleys. We looked at a few different um, finishes in the Torleys. I think that's where we'll end up be going with. So. Yeah, they're great. We have them installed in our cottage. Uh, the ones we have at the cottage are a little bit different than the ones we s installed at Broussard um, because they have a cork underlay. So what I found, 
at the cottage when I was talking to our hardwood specialist uh, or flooring specialist, I should say. I was originally going to get those beautiful wide hemlock floors, you know, very cottage looking. Mm -hmm. Um, The first thing the guy asked me is, how close are you to the water? Yeah. And I said, I don't know, like 40, 40 feet from the cottage to the water, maybe a bit more. I said, no, you can't do hardwood. I'm like, what do you mean you can't do hardwood? Can can do whatever I want. Okay, well, you're going to re- <laughs> replace them very soon um, because of the moisture. Yeah. And I didn't really think of that. Yeah. So they advised against it and advised me that, the vinyl floors are perfect because easy to clean. If you spill water or anything, it's not going to damage it. Yeah. Even um, if you're coming in from the lake at the cottage. Exactly. And people here, if you're coming in with pool. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. Um, or even in the wintertime. Yeah. Um, do, you have a, do you have a dog? I can't yeah. remember. No. no. See, I have a dog. Let him out in the back in the wintertime. And he gets all of the clumps of snow. <laughs> yeah in his legs and of course he doesn't stay long enough at the door for us to wipe him completely Mm -hmm. down and some of it gets entangled in in the fur first thing he does is run around the house like a you know mad dog is that a thing mad dog (laughs) and then he does the shake and you get all of the sprinkles yeah and then it yeah it's it's brutal so the one that we installed up at the cottage it's um, got a cork underlay Mm -hmm. So the the floors actually feel really nice in any climate. Mm-hmm. Um, and cork is a, um, I can't think of the word right now, but you won't get mold or mildew. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I think we kind of, installed that in our basement too. When yeah. We have vinyl in the basement when yeah. we finished it. So. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Uh, so you would go with a lighter vinyl floor. Yes, when you say light in the gray tones and the tan tones. I think we're getting a little more away from the grays. That was mm-hmm. big for a while. It's more like a grayish taupe. Grayish? Yeah. Word. More of a taupe color now, like a muted. I have this picture in my head of the floor I want, and I can never describe it. Right. Right? So I just got to find find it. It's got to be the right one. Yeah. You see, that's the thing, though. I think a, a mistake people make when renovating or designing the house and everybody makes this mistake and I'm hugely guilty for it. Rushing into things? No. Is waiting to, it's the exact opposite. Oh, okay. Waiting to find the exact thing you want. So I'll give you an example. We're preparing our house slowly but surely um, because we're anticipating uh, making a move as well, upgrading. And we just did this this past weekend, made a list of all of the things we need to do Mm -hmm. to get it to a point where it's more or less sellable Mm -hmm. um, or at least ready for our stager. Mm -hmm. And I started knocking things off the list already on the weekend, starting from the easiest. And the easiest was ordering things online. So I'll give you an example. The pendant lights in our kitchen. Those were installed 11 years ago when the home was brand new. Mm -hmm. At that time, they were 
pretty on trend, mm-hmm. very kind of modern, contemporary modern, and they looked nice. But I look at them now and I'm like, oh God, I hate these pendants. Mm-hmm. And I've been looking at pendants for months now, at least six months, probably a year. I just haven't pulled the trigger. And, well, sure, I went on to uh, Restoration Hardware's website and, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, some nice pendant lights there, but yeah. I'm not spending, I don't even know how much they were a light, $1,500 a light. Yeah, especially like, if you're not staying, you're planning on selling. Well, even then, I mean, I think you do get a return on yeah. investing in the right things if mm-hmm. they're higher end. Pendant lights might not be one of them. Mm-hmm. So if you spend... In this case, we need three of them. So imagine spending $4,500 on pendant lights. I guarantee you, you're improving the value of the home, but marginally, right? You're not getting $4,500 back. So I'm looking at it and, okay, got to order the pendant lights. I want to have them installed by next weekend. It's a simple job. I can do it in three lights in an hour. So I ended up ordering the ones that I ordered from our flip at Broussard. I'm not particularly fond of the color or the finish, Mm -hmm. but they're inexpensive. They looked pretty good once installed. Mm -hmm. And they're the right size, give off the right amount of light. And I said to Natalie, I said, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to do these things knowing that we're doing them for, for selling, yeah. not for what we like. Because as yeah. soon as I showed it to her, she goes, yeah, it's okay. But, <laughs> and as soon as she says that, I know what's going to happen. We start looking again. And quite honestly, I don't know if you do this. And I'm sure somebody listening and watching, a lot of people probably listening and watching do this. But on the topic of pendant lights, let's say you're looking for pendant lights. You have so many options and then you just end up scrolling and scrolling and then you heart this one or save it for later and you keep scrolling, scrolling, scrolling and you end up ordering nothing because you can't make up your mind. So I said, fuck it. Just going to start ordering things that I know are going to come together, make the house look good for selling, whether we like it or not, or that's what we would choose in our next home. Mm totally irrelevant. Look at the cost of it. So I think these pendants for the three of them, I think they were less than a hundred bucks a piece. Um, yeah, the light bulbs are probably half of the cost of them, but, um, yeah. So I think things like that, same thing with door hardware. Yeah. So we have the old, um, nickel brushed yeah. at that time. Modern and contemporary style. Looked nice, especially with the white uh, kitchen cabinets. Mm -hmm. But now everybody wants black or gold. Yeah. So hopped on Amazon, found some options. When you're doing stuff like that. What's that? Amazon is your friend when you're doing stuff like that. And I mean, you gotta you gotta double check prices, especially if you're ordering on Wayfair. Yeah. But Amazon as well, you you got to remember there's all these different sellers selling into mm-hmm. a lot of these platforms like Shopify, Amazon, yeah. um, 
So some people are just resellers looking to make a profit and you you do have to cross check prices. And but reviews. And reviews. I always look at the reviews on yes. stuff. Yes, for sure. And if you have time, my big recommendation for people ordering certain things that might be coming from overseas, if you have the time and you can wait, so you don't need pendant lights for this weekend, you can wait two months to get them. Mm -hmm. eBay is a great source because a lot of the manufacturers, especially in China, um, sell direct on eBay. So versus a distributor or a supplier yeah. or a third-party seller here in North America, um, you cut out the middleman and you just have to wait for it. Yeah. I never think of eBay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, forget. A, it's a great resource for mm -hmm. things like lighting, electronics, um, sometimes door hardware, but lighting for sure. Uh, that's a big one for me. All right. So I talked about kitchen cabinets. I know you are a big mm -hmm. kitchen person. Yes. Kitchen, kitchen is important. Kitchen is the heart of the home. For it me, is, anyway. It is the heart of, of the home. It is the heart of the home. Um, do you guys eat your meals in the kitchen or in the dining room? What kind so of family we are have, you? So we eat at the island. Right. We have a little table right next to the island, like right off the kitchen. That never gets used? Never. Right. We always eat at the island. Um, so yeah, for me in the kitchen, I like a nice white kitchen. Mm -hmm. It's timeless. It's never going to go to style in my opinion. I like a shaker cabinet. It's all opinions. Yeah. Personal preferences. <laughs> Everybody likes different things. But I would say when we are selling homes that have white kitchens, they do better. They appeal to more people. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can always customize it by doing like a different color island different hardware, stuff like that, but definitely the white shaker cabinets for me. And what would your island be? White as well? Yeah, probably. If you were to do uh, offset color, what would it be? I'm liking the natural light wood islands. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Um, something different. Mm -hmm. Play off those light wood floors. Yep. But if I had to pick a color, I like a matte black. I'm not so much into the navy. A lot of people like the navy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't about love that. it. I don't love it. I, navies are. I don't know anything blue. Mm -hmm. I think has a real potential for being outdated mm -hmm. really quickly. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So something more classic. That's not going to go to. Yeah. I've seen green. Yeah, not that definitely I'd, I'd put in the category of, yeah, yeah. you got to be careful, right? Yeah. Because somebody could walk in and say, oh, everything's nice, but why did they paint the island yeah. green? And then it's and just... then there's so many different shades of color yeah. that you pick the wrong shade and you're off. So I agree, uh, white or black um, and certain grays. But yeah, you got to be careful. Too. You got to be careful if... I know some people, not mentioning any names, um, that have a vision but can't translate that into a nice final product because mm -hmm. they picked the wrong color. Yeah. So whether it's wall color, cabinet color, floor color, floor color is a little bit easier because it's already manufactured. But um, when you can pick literally any color for your wall, any hue. It's too many choices. It's too many choices. And a lot of people pick the wrong shade, the wrong color, the wrong, even the finish mm -hmm. of the paint. 
Um, and it depends on the lighting in your home too, right? That's true. You've got to bring those samples home and try them out. I don't know uh, what it's called off the top of my head, but there's. Um, I actually promoted it on our stories a few weeks back. Um, the they, giant sample? Yeah. I did too. I thought it was so cool. I think it's Hello Paint. I could be wrong. I think you might be right. Yeah. I think I'm that's what it is. sure Florencia is going to have something popping up in, <laughs> in the video. Uh, by the way, if you are listening to this podcast, you're going to hear Florencia's additions. We'll call them additions to the podcast. Little little dings and sound effects that happen. Uh, that's going on with all her graphics and animations that she's adding to the video. So if you're wondering what that sound actually is or was through this podcast, go and watch the video and uh, and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you see what uh, what's happening. Um, if you were designing a bathroom, what would your bathroom look like? Because those are the two most important yeah. rooms. Yeah, the biggest cost for renovation. And the biggest cost for renovation. Well, we just did our basement bathroom mm -hmm. with the stand-up shower, the glass door. I always laugh when people say stand-up shower. What's what's the word for it? What would you call shower. it? Shower. But there's a shower with a tub and then stand-up shower. I don't know. That's what I always called it. I always laugh because I'm <laughs> like, uh, you install the stand-up shower as opposed Instead to a, a sit-down shower. <laughs> That's your bathtub. Uh, I usually call it a walk-in shower. Okay, walk-in. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we just did ours. Um, we did the chrome. Um, I don't know what you call that. On the, the glass door, the chrome top. Yeah, hardware. I'm liking the black. The mm -hmm. black accents on the towel racks, the toilet paper holder, the faucet. Um, have you seen those walk-in showers that they have? It's all glass, but it looks like uh, window pane and they're black. That's, yeah, with the black oh, trim. Oh, that's sexy. Yeah. I like that a lot. Me too. Yeah. So that's what I would do for sure. We did a Calcutta marble floor tile with the niche yeah. for your shampoos. <clears throat> what else? Probably white vanity. Or if you're doing black, you could go with a gray or black. Vanity. So I'm assuming you didn't do it because you're thinking about selling and you know that you're probably going to upgrade your home, especially now that you're a realtor and mm -hmm. you see all these homes and yeah. you get tempted all the time. Yes. Um, but for those of you listening and you want, and we've talked about this in past podcasts before, couldn't tell you what episode, so go find it. But um, if you're renovating or finishing your basement for the first time and you're installing a bathroom mm -hmm. heated floors yeah no we didn't do that but we should a have must yeah it's freezing down there it's actually not that expensive well it's um, not, bathrooms are not right big, you don't right? have a lot of square footage yeah. uh and i leave mine on pretty much all year round mm-hmm it's Summer, always cold down winter. there. Yeah, 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 tile on concrete. Well, I never even use it because it's so cold down there. My husband's the only one that ever uses it. Right. And in the heat of the summer, like in July and August, maybe you maybe you actually appreciate it being that cold, but it's never mm -hmm. nice to be freezing on your feet. Or when you're coming out of the shower. Right. Yeah, that's the worst. Yes. So heated floors, radiant, or any type of heated floors mm -hmm. are... Uh, a huge, huge, huge plus yeah. when you're doing that. 
Um, where did you source all of your stuff from? I believe the shower was from Bath Depot. It was pretty decent. And after a few months later is when the black came out with the, I was like, oh, damn, we should have waited a few months, but yeah. it's okay. Next house. Um, other than that, Home Depot for tiles, I believe. The vanity we got at Home Depot. We're Home Depot people. Yeah. Yeah, they have good options. <clears throat> and affordable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, if you're doing it for yourself or for resale, I always suggest not choosing the cheap stuff. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. I went and I saw a property in Oakville. It's been on the market for a while. Um, it's in an area that myself and my wife have been considering to move to. Mm -hmm. And I just happened to be in the area that day. So I booked myself a showing. I said, okay, I'm going to go and just see the house, walk through Take it. Take a peek. Take a peek. Right. See if I can get tempted. Um, and, you know, it's a significant price point. I would call it a luxury home. Mm -hmm. And they installed in, there's five bathrooms and they're all renovated. But the vanities were the $250 Home, Home Depot special. <laughs> yeah. And I'm looking at it going, are you kidding me? Like even the one that we installed at Broussard, I don't know if you remember yeah. that one. We tore out the powder room. Yeah. We did the wainscoting or, or the shiplap on the back mm -hmm. wall. Um, we changed everything. Yeah. In fact, the only thing we didn't change in there at that time was the toilet because we changed the toilet while the tenant was there. Um, but the vanity I got on Wayfair. And even for that, and, you know, 1,500 square foot townhouse that we were flipping, mm -hmm. I think I spent 700 bucks on it. Yeah. But it looked nice. Yeah. Um, and people notice those things, right? Yeah. Um, so you don't want to go with the cheap, cheap stuff. Yeah. Light, sure. Lighting, fixture... Um, uh, light fixtures and, um, you know, stuff with impact like a vanity or yeah. kitchen cabinets. Um, you want to spend a little bit more on that. What do women want when they're shopping for homes? Size matters when it comes to homes. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Size does matter. It does. Didn't? Oh, yeah. Steve mm -hmm. Bruman did a, uh, he had a video. What uh, what was it called? Ian Bruman, the Bruman Show, the Bruman Show, and oh, yeah, uh, there was an episode. One. He went around asking people, "Does size matter?" Does size matter, then, sir? <laughs> size matters, yes. <laughs> For me, it does. I know my husband will say he wants a bigger backyard. I want a bigger house. Right. More for me to clean, but also more for me well, to. Well, that's decorate. why you hire a cleaner. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> You yeah. got to look at how much now, especially as a realtor. But I say, I, I think I said that on a podcast before. One of my biggest mistakes when I bought my first home and I was in my early 20s was not hiring a cleaning company. Mm -hmm. And then Adrian debated, well, people can't afford cleaning company. Well, how much free time do you have in your life? Yeah. 
And how nice and relaxing is it when you have a clean home, yeah. right? Like everybody feels better with a nice, clean, tidy yeah. home. Even if it's just once a month. So that's why you haven't moved yet. You want a bigger house. He bigger. wants a bigger yard. Yeah, we can't agree. And you can't afford it. Yeah. Right? Because <laughs> with, with, with your, I'll call it um, high-end taste. Oh, yeah. Well, um, we do our own stuff. Like our house, we bought it brand new from the builder, but it was all very basic. We didn't get many upgrades. It was yep. all us. We did everything. So husband's in construction, and I like to design, so it works most yeah. of the time. Yep. If you were to buy a home from a builder, mm -hmm. what upgrades would you get with the builder? So upgrade your cabinets. Um, we upgraded to the chef kitchen, so your gables for your fridge, all the pots and pans drawers. Um, we were going to get the counters done. But what we did was the day of moving, we had another company come and replace them because we could pick, had more options, and it was cheaper. Yep. Um, from the builder. See, I'll disagree with you on, on the, cabinets. the cabinets. I knew you were going to. It, okay, it depends on the cost. Mm -hmm. And it depends on if you have the time. Because if you need to move into the house right away, yeah. you don't want to deal with the bullshit, the headaches of hiring a contractor and mm -hmm. pulling out all the cabinets and reinstalling a new kitchen, fine. Um, but a lot of people don't know, getting kitchen cabinets custom made is actually not that expensive. And the quality difference between what you'll get from the builder yeah. and what you'll get there's a great, um, okay, give him a quick shout out here. Uh, LD Boss here in Milton. Um, they do a really nice job with their cabinetry. And pretty sure that's the company name. I've used them a hundred times already, but let's just double check. Um, follow them on Instagram if you want to check it out. You can... Now design what cabinets you want, where, mm -hmm. More custom. what size of cabinets, you know, what, so you got to think, how am I really using this? As mm -hmm. an example, I don't know if you have one. Do you have a junk drawer? Yes, of course. It's Do actually a drunk cabinet. I need a full cabinet. You need a full <laughs> cabinet. Well, you're one step ahead of us then because we have a mm -hmm. junk drawer. I call it the drawer of death mm -hmm. because everything that goes in there goes in there to die. Yep. Right, It's stuff that you should probably be donating, throwing out, or I don't know, but it should not be in your kitchen. Everybody has those cabinets well, or those everyone drawers. Everyone leaves stuff around in my house and I put it in the cabinet. And yes. if no one asks me in the, like two months for it, then I know it's not needed. So I just toss it. Uh, it is LD Boss. I am correct. Uh, their Insta <laughs> handle, LD Boss Custom Kitchens Inc., and they are located here in Milton. So they designed um, and installed my laundry room, mm -hmm. uh, all of the cabinets. So we had a nice big pantry with a pull-out hamper with the soft clothes, uh, cabinets up top, cabinet under the sink. Um, so nicely custom-made mm -hmm. with the valence on the top and on the bottom, under cabinet lighting, like it looks really nice. Yeah. Um, and then they also did the kitchen uh, at my cottage. 
And because we have no upper cabinets, it's all window, it, the thought and design of the cabinets on all the lowers and in the island were extremely important. Mm -hmm. So what happens in a builder home, in a new builder home, is... I mean, if you're buying from like the Madamies or the Fernbrooks or, the, you know, whatever, yeah, call them out. I mean, yeah, no. they're, they're <laughs> kind of cookie cutter design, yeah, right? Sure. They have a floor plan and they sell hundreds of them. Yeah. All the kitchens are the same. Mm -hmm. You go into my house or your house, you'll find the same style, the same drawer locations, yeah. everything in all of the other floor plans um, or in all of the other homes with the same floor plan. So it might not be what you want or usable to what how you're going to use it. Yeah. And I think there's a huge benefit in um, in starting from scratch. So yeah. so we actually now he this gentleman is a carpenter, so he had a leg up on on I guess the cost and the process. But um, he took delivery of delivery um, possession of a brand new home. Mm -hmm left it as basic as possible, not a single upgrade. Mm -hmm. As soon as it closed, the next day, he went in and tore out everything in the kitchen. Well, you can actually ask them not to put in certain things. Like you can tell them, delete the mirrors so that when you pull them off, yes. there's no big holes. Yes, I don't that's know a big how... one, actually. Yeah. Um... Although, funny enough, you should say that because I regret it in one of our, in our master bathroom. Mm -hmm. There has never been a mirror. <laughs> you didn't replace it. Never well, did. Well, you do now. I, I did once, but it was a small mirror and it had a a frame that kind of st stuck out a bit. Mm -hmm. And what happened was the light above was creating this awful shadow. Yeah. So you looked like you were a drunken person at 3 a.m. <laughs> in the morning all the time. Um, so I've never, I've never put a mirror back up and yeah. We have a standing mirror that is on the wall. Mm -hmm. So at least there's a mirror. Sell it. Yes, I know. Thank you. Finally, you'll have well, a mirror. Well, now, <laughs> now it's all uh, tiled because we did a backsplash that goes right up. up to the, yeah. yeah. Uh, just a simple white uh, subway tile. Mm -hmm. um, so now I'm going to have to drill into the tile and make sure that it's in the perfect, perfect spot. Uh, okay. So what else do women want? You're out shopping with... A lot of, a lot of your clients that are like you. Mm -hmm. What what's everybody looking for? Pools. Everyone Pools. wants a pool these days. Me Especially too. Especially the moms. Yeah. Send the kids out back. Keep them entertained. Definitely pool. What else? I like a good fireplace. Um. Would you go with a linear style fireplace? That's what we have. We have two yeah. of them. Yeah. Gas. No. Electric. Electric. But I would like a gas. Yeah. I have one of the nicer mm -hmm. electric linear ones. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, we have two. We have one that's kind of almost a square mm -hmm. and then a linear one in the basement. They're both Napoleon. Same with us, yeah. They're about as nice as you can get in electric. But the fire is so phony. Yeah. Like it's kind of cheesy, it to purple right? Or blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these different colors, and it gives off heat, but you have to like run it for two hours before you even mm -hmm. notice it. Yeah. Um. So it looks nice compared to Went having off. nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Funny story about that. We ordered one for upstairs, 
and um, online. And we got two and we only paid for one. So we ended up putting one in the basement too. Nice. Yeah. They didn't ask you to send it back? No. Didn't tell didn't them? Didn't hear nothing else. <laughs> we left it in Honey, the box for them. months. Tell them they told, sent us too many. No, we left it in the box for months just in case, but they never billed me, never called. So we got an extra one for free. And they're not cheap. That happened uh, to me with, uh, I ordered some bar stools for the cottage um, from Wayfair. Mm-hmm. And bar stool height, I don't know what the height is uh, of the stools, but you know, you're talking... A 36 inch 36. high counter. So the stools probably were 30 inch high. Mm-hmm. And they sent us basically side chairs that were like 18 inches high. <laughs> I'm like, what are we going to do with these? Uh, <laughs> you know, kind of reaching up to the counter, like, that's not what I ordered. Mm-hmm. So I called them and um, I said, uh, hey, you, you sent me the wrong chairs. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, the I'm really sorry. The other ones are on back order. Okay, they're on back order. It took two years to get these bar stools. They sent them, and they did not send <laughs> hardware. Oh my god! So you had the legs and the actual seat, mm-hmm. but the hardware Those, to connect. Yeah. It all was not in the box. Crazy. Two years later. I ordered four chairs. Mm-hmm. Two of them arrived with hardware. Two of them, the first two that arrived, because they didn't all arrive at the same mm-hmm. time. Um, two of them did not arrive with hardware. So they said, okay, we're going to send you two new chairs. I said, well, I don't need the chairs. The chairs are here. Yeah. I just need the hardware. Oh, no, they don't do it that way. This manufacturer is just going to send you two new chairs. All right, fine. Took another six or eight months, something like that. That's crazy. Finally, those two chairs arrived. But the funny part is they didn't want anything that they sent me back. Mm -hmm. So now I had six bar stool chairs, two of which... You can't use. Didn't have hardware. Mm-hmm. And four 18-inch side chairs. <laughs> I'm like, what do I do with yeah. all this? So I posted it on Facebook Marketplace, <laughs> and eventually somebody bought it like for 25 bucks a chair. Mm-hmm. I think they were like 200 a chair, 250 a chair. But I just wanted them gone. Yeah. Like I had no use for it. And yeah. they didn't want it back. Yeah. So, um, so pools, yes, I agree. Even post COVID, can we call it post COVID? I think so. Is it post COVID? I think Mm -hmm. so. Ian's shaking his head. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, another wave is coming. Yeah. Oh God, don't say that. (laughs) No, I'm just fine. I think everyone's fed up with it, whether there's a wave or not. Just live your life. So yeah. Um, I'm gonna call it post COVID. Post pandemic. That's probably Mm -hmm. more accurate. Yeah. Um. People still want pools. Yeah. Especially now, you know, the prices have retracted a little bit. And good luck Um, traveling if you can't get a passport. (laughs) Well, so I was talking to a friend of mine um, and, well, Adrian, as an example, uh, has been waiting now, I'm going to say four or five months for their passports. Yeah. Still haven't gotten it. Lucky me and my family have 
uh, our passports and got them at a time when the turnaround was pretty good. But the cost of travel now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's insane. Like I think flight prices are going through the roof, especially with fuel prices mm-hmm. and all of these extra charges now from the airports and everything. So uh, who was it that I was talking to? Just booked a trip to uh, either, what was it, Jamaica or something. And it was like twice the price uh, yeah. that... These resorts got to make their money back for all the... I don't even think it's the resorts because the resorts are just looking to get people, yeah. right? Um, especially like if you go to the Dominican, they don't make a lot of money on per person. They make money on the volume and filling at capacity yeah. and being able to employ people on a regular, mm-hmm. right? not having to fire people and lay them off, yeah. whatever. But anyway, so people don't want to travel for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. many different reasons. And a pool is always great. Yeah. If you have kids, if you have a big family, you have parties, birthday parties. So pools are still trending in the summer of 2022 and will continue to trend in 2023. It's funny, though, because I want a pool mm-hmm. or to buy a house with the ability, ability yeah. to. I'd actually prefer that. You can design it yourself. Yeah, I'd actually <laughs> prefer that. Uh, I'll give another shout out to a company here, Pool Doctors. If you are looking to install a pool in your backyard, check these guys out. Uh, They do have uh, an Insta as well. And I'm pretty sure it's just Pool Doctors. Quickly check here. Yeah, Pool underscore Doctors. Um, What a great job these guys do. And if you look at some of the projects they've done, it just, it'll motivate you to want to have a pool. And um, and when I look at a lot of homes, I mean, in our price range anyway, sure, if you're spending five, six million bucks, I'm sure there's some homes with nice pools. Yeah. But, just, you know, an average million dollar home or $1.5 million home now, um, the pools that are there are okay. potentially very old. Costs. Um, you know, I'd love to have a pool where I, I'm not a good swimmer and I don't. I don't like to swim. I'm a waiter. Yeah. Right? Like I'll just kind of float around, uh, give me a floaty or yeah. a noodle and a and a cold beer and I'm happy. But also for kids um, or for those that just want to be in the water, like you take um, a lounger and you just plop it yeah. in the water like you do at a resort kind of mm-hmm. thing. So I'd love to have a pool where it's really just, I don't know how many inches, but six to eight inches of water. Yeah for like an in-the-water patio. Yeah. That's what I want. And then gradually yeah. go into a deeper end. I'd love to have that mm-hmm. like azul blue kind of liner with some waterfall there Tropical. for some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a show. I don't know what the show is called or if you've ever seen it. Um, Great Pools, Greatest Pools. I, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what it's called. But yeah, we watch it sometimes when there's nothing where, on it. Where they go in and they design like yeah. these unbelievable pools. Mm-hmm. Like the people that are installing these have obviously a lot of money. But yeah. uh, where they have caves and yeah. slides from the caves and built-in barbecues. And yeah. um, oh, man, you can get pretty crazy with it. Mm-hmm. So I'd actually prefer to hire a contractor and start from scratch. Yeah. 
Um, but I wouldn't be picky. Pool's a pool if you can jump in yeah. and enjoy the summer. Okay. Um, what else are your clients after? And well, what, people what with might kids, you be after? A playroom. Playroom. Store so, all the toys. Uh, people used to say, uh, like, if you walked into your house, you wouldn't even know you had kids. I said, yeah, because that door's closed. If you open that door, all hell breaks loose. There's, yeah. All the toys are in there. So a playroom is a must if you have kids. I 100% agree. So in our home, I had my home office on the main floor. Mm -hmm. It was you the den. kicked out. <laughs> and it's a double beautiful room. It's mm -hmm. probably, I want to say that room is 11 by 12. So a decent size room, double doors, nine foot ceiling, nice big window, perfect home office around the corner from the kitchen, around the corner from the bathroom, ideal. Mm -hmm. Had kids, became the playroom, took the doors off because yeah. the doors actually opened to the inside, inside. of the room. So takes up space. Takes up space to put toys and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, for watching and listening, um, safety, safety. So we took the doors off. So now it's literally an open den and you can see everything, but mm -hmm. that's where they play. Yeah. That's where all their toys are. Um, and I don't think we could live without that room. Yeah. That's part of, that is actually part of the challenge in us finding a home that works for us is a lot of builders in newer homes have gone to this open concept yeah. style. Which I like, but at the same time, having that little room. You need a degree of separation. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people actually like to have a formal sitting room. Yeah. Um, dining. Formal dining. Or a formal dining. Um, but certainly having that room for, for kids, super, super important. Yeah. And when my kids got old enough... They don't want to play with their toys and stuff. It's just iPads and TV, PlayStation. Right. So now we want more of like an upstairs living room-ish thing. Right. And we've like changed. Like a loft area. Yeah. yeah. And we've now changed their playroom to my office. So now I'm on the main floor. Perfect spot. See, strategically, this podcast was actually just to find out how I'm going to sell you and Chris a home. <laughs> Uh, episode 191 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Uh, Robin De Silva is my guest today, realtor on our team. Uh, mom of two, lives in Milton, uh, relatively new to real estate, started the process with us about eight months ago now, uh, doing really well, still, still learning some stuff. But the beauty of being on our team, as you know, um, is there's lots of help and guidance yeah, and for sure. um, lots of expertise. Um, you see, I don't know if you've come across this and I'm going to di divert a little bit here because this is your first time on the podcast and I'm sure some people um, are wondering how, as a brand new realtor, did you end Sorry. up on our team? So my sister-in-law, sorry. <clears throat> yes, your sister-in-law. We won't, we won't name her, but <laughs> I'm sure she she's is. listening or watching. <laughs> she used you. She was one of your first clients, I believe. One of. Uh, her first transaction with us 
was probably now nine years ago. So that would have been about two years okay. into our real estate career. But she turned into a great client. Yes. Lots of referrals. Yes, I have done, uh, I don't remember now how many transactions with her, uh, three or four. Three. I'd say three. Um, and then her extended family, her husband's family in-laws. have done their in-laws, um, that whole extended family mm-hmm. and now five or six transactions, something like that in total. And we've had a really good relationship over yeah. the past nine years. And I never met you before. No. But I remember going to her house when it was for sale and seeing these brochures. And she actually still has some. Um, <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> and then once I was in school doing my courses, I've, I'd always followed you guys. And I commented on one of your videos. And it started from there. So that's funny because, so usually, well, let me ask you this. You started taking those courses Mm -hmm. fully anticipating you were going in solo. I didn't know 100%, but yeah, I wasn't really thinking, I'm going to join a team specifically or. Right. Didn't have any expectations of that. So now, call it a year into your career, Mm -hmm. could you look back and think how would this year have looked like, what this year would have looked like if you were solo? I can't. I I can't even picture it. Even when I was still in my courses, when I would talk to um, the, the other students, they would say like, oh, have you looked into brokerages and... What is your advice or whatever? And I kept saying, join a team, join a team. Like I haven't been licensed, but just the knowledge I've already received from you guys before being licensed and that team aspect, I would recommend to any realtor starting out. And I think the biggest challenge for a lot of realtors, and and you face this too, um, it's it's developing relationships and building a client base. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you know, being on a team, you or not every team, but being on this team, you've got a little bit of leverage there that we have a client base and a following and all of that. But for those of you that might be thinking about being a realtor or for those of you that are buying or selling a home and thinking of hiring a realtor, I love people that just got licensed in the last, especially in the last year or two, And that should never, ever stop somebody from doing business with somebody new to the industry. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think there's a lot of benefits to being new in this industry. Well, we're going to work our asses off. (laughs) That's number one. Yeah. You know, somebody like me. We have something to prove. That um, now, not to say I don't work my ass off, Mm but to you, that one transaction as a new realtor means everything yeah. because you have to build a client base in order to get repeat and referral yeah. clients but you're also up to date on all of the latest everything yeah 
right? The latest paperwork, right? The code of ethics, the how to cross the T's, dot the I's properly. And the courses now, they're not easy. I mean, there's a huge dropout rate. Is there? I don't, I haven't followed it. It used to be about 50%. I don't know if that's increased or not. I think it's increased for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, not it's, it's it's not easy. It's expensive, more yeah. expensive. It's uh, all run through Humber College now, and um, and you do like in person simulations. Yes, um, it's not just reading of your paper and trying your best to get a good grade, but yeah, it's hard. So I won't lie. When I took my courses, it was twelve years ago when I started. The first, I don't even remember how many courses there were. Four. Three, four, whatever. The first two of them, legitimately, I didn't read. Mm-hmm. I went mm-hmm. right to the exam and passed passed the exams. Um, to me, it was kind of common knowledge, yeah. things I had studied anyway. Um, but for I was so desperate to finish my courses in time because we had two years to complete it at mm-hmm. that time. And as you know, Adrian and I started doing those courses while we were still employed. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really that two-year timeline that we had to finish it by then or we had to start from scratch. Yeah. So it was that timeline mm-hmm. that put the heat on us to get it done. And it's still like that, two years. Is it two years? Yeah. Uh, I should know this. But there's post-courses too. Post-courses, yes. Which I, the, do. I still have two more to go. The articling courses and everything, like every two years. Oh, no, now it's switching a little bit. But, yeah, you got to take courses on a regular mm-hmm. basis. Um, I ended up taking a week vacation from work and driving to Ottawa and staying in Ottawa for a week just to get the in-person course done. Hmm. And I had three weeks left before my two years expired and it was the only place you could take the course so i i made a vacation out of it quite a vacation right yeah like go there go to ottawa to of all places stayed at a motel because i didn't have excess money mm-hmm. uh stayed at a motel and uh it was actually the motel that the courses were being held at and finally finished it up so a little bit of a different uh spin um anything else you want to add as we wrap up today's podcast i don't think so uh what's your insta handle uh robin de silva realtor i believe (laughs) come on you should know this i should all right um flo will pop it up there on the screen yeah yeah (laughs) Shout out to Flo, who covers our ass on a lot of those yeah. things. Um, Robin De Silva Realtor on Instagram. Follow her. Um, thanks for being on thanks today. Thanks for having me. It was fun. How, how do you feel now? More Robin calm. came in pretty nervous. Yeah, I was nervous. We had to do some exercises. She literally told me she was shaking <laughs> before we got started, but we good. loosened her up a bit. It's a conversation. She'll be better for the next one yeah. now. Yeah. But I thought it was pretty good. Thanks for your insight on what you like, Mm -hmm. trends, what women like. And uh, that wraps it up. Episode 191.
That wraps up episode 191 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. You can watch every single one of these podcasts at ktconfidential.ca and you can listen wherever you listen to your podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next week.